This is the Historian's Podcast, and I'm Bob Cudmore. It's a Saturday morning, and I'm off to an adventure for the Historian's uh, Task Force. I received this uh, via email the other day. You're invited to the grand reopening of Glenville's Historic Green Corners Schoolhouse, taking place on Saturday, July 8th, 10 in the morning, at Potter Road in Glenville, New York. It's up in what we call the Glenville Hills. Subheadline says, Renovated Historical Schoolhouse to be Unveiled. Nice picture of the one-room schoolhouse. Haven't got there yet, but it looks brick from the outside. Uh, the uh, copy reads from the town of Glenville, The town of Glenville and the Rotary Clubs of both Scotia and Glenville will be hosting an open house at the historic Green Corner School on Potter Road in West Glenville so people can tour the school, learn about the town's plans to make the Green Corner School a memorable waypoint for students of all ages. Over the past three years, much work has been accomplished to bring this one-room schoolhouse, the only surviving structure like this in Schenectady County, back to its former glory. The Rotary Clubs have rebuilt the back wall, replaced all of the windows, the interior walls, the roof, and the floor. Those Rotarians are quite industrious. There are still a few living former students of the Green Corners School, the notice goes on, who have shared a few of their memories of the schools uh, with us. It's amazing to imagine these students traveling miles along the country roads of West Glenville, dare I say, uphill both ways, on foot or bicycle in all types of weather to get to this tiny school. You're listening to The Historian's Podcast with Bob Cudmore. And we've arrived at the Green Corner School. It's way out in the country, talking with uh, Bruce McConnelly of uh, the Rotary Club. Uh, what club do you belong to? Scotia Rotary. For 37 years. And you used to live in Scotia. I believe you live in Burn Hills now. But you uh, have been involved in this project to restore the Green Corner School, correct? Correct. Um, uh, About three and a half years now we've been working on it. Why, uh, out of all the things you could have done, why did you choose this? Back in 1976, a centennial committee worked on bringing this back as to a museum, and what happened was they saw through a Gazette article that had fallen on disrepair. And they had some money left over, so they said, Bruce, could you lead the Rotary Club in a restoration? So that's what we're doing. I mean, we're inside the school. The crowd is gathered for this uh, morning ceremony. I believe it's a rededication. The floor looks really nice. The windows are great. It's a little school. Uh, What did it look like when you started working on it? Uh, The roof was leaking. The walls were rotted to an extent where we could just basically crush them with our bare hands. And uh, the ceiling was starting to fall in. So, and the brick wall on the back was bulged um, over six inches. So, we did some work. We've done some serious work. Now, was it all done by the Rotarians? And it was done by more than the Scotia Rotarians, as I understand it. It was both Scotia and Glenville Rotary who worked on this project, um, like I say, for three and a half years. We ended up tearing the back wall. We had a structural engineer look at it and uh, tore the back wall out, which was 4,000. 500 bricks that we hand cleaned, but then we had to hire a historic mason to put it back historically the way it was. Even the mortar was a uh, 
a chemical match to what they used back in 1825. I presume the labor was donated, I mean, but how did you pay for this, uh, the restoration? Our Rotary Club is doing a fundraiser to sell pavers to pay back the expenses we had, which are close to $65,000. $65,000? Yes. Well, I know this is expensive because, you know, I do a lot of uh, historical stuff up in Amsterdam, and the work they've done on the Sanford barns, yep. you know, it's, it, this kind of thing costs a lot of money. It really, really does. You know, the roof is all new. Uh, it's a 50-year roof, which is wooden shingles uh, that are both insect and fire retardant. So we're, we're, we've done a good job on the restoration and tried to do everything to make it structurally sound for the next 50 years so I don't have to worry about it again. Oh, very good. Now, you did, did you go here? No. no. <laughs> you, is there somebody here who went here? I, there's Adrian Karras over here who is awesome. Yes. Now, so maybe we'll be able to talk to somebody who went to the school. I'm a, I'm a little familiar with, I was just, uh, I see also State Senator Jim Tedisco's here, and he said, oh, do you go here? Because, you know, I'm walking around with my cane and everything like that. I'm sort of a, a poster child for getting older. But I did, hadn't, didn't. But all my cousins, or my, a certain group of my cousins, the Segans, all went to the one-room schoolhouse over on Swart Hill. Okay. In, the, in town of Yes, yep. Yeah. But this one here is still sort of back to the original. It hasn't been, you know, repurposed yeah. in some way to be something different than it is. And we want to bring it back to the museum. I can't imagine going to school back in those days where you had to walk. You didn't get buses. Your teacher was more of a... Uh, more of a nun almost in that she couldn't be married and stuff like that. Getting this room warm in the wintertime, you can see how much light there is today. And yeah, it's a overcast, but it's pretty dark in here. Yeah. <laughs> so the hope is that this will be, uh, you'll restore the school part of it or the books and the yeah. desks and things like that? We've got a map that was back from the school. We've got the teacher's desk. We've got a lot of the uh, kids' desks. We just haven't been in. We didn't want to overcrowd it today in case there was so many people standing here. Who's going to carry the torch now? Will it still be the Rotaries? Or? Town of Glenville is going to continue to ta uh, carry the torch, but they are setting up a historic uh, committee, which Nell Burroughs is involved with. So I think that is a very good thing. And with the Yates Mansion coming on, on the rolls of the town of Glenville. I think it will be a great thing for history in this area. So, Well, congratulations on uh, this work at the Greens Corner School. It's called Green Corners or Greens? Greens, plural. Uh, and I think there's an apostrophe in there, Corners School. And is it actually in, it's physically in the town of Glenville? It's in the town of Glenville. Because I drove quite a while to get here. I thought perhaps I was uh, nearing Potsdam or something. Yeah. The address says Amsterdam, but you are in the town of Glenville, Bob. Well, thank you, Bruce. You're welcome. Turns out, Bruce McConnelly and I knew each other years ago when our daughters were childhood friends. The local political folks were also on hand for the Greens Corner School event. Congressman Paul Tonko, local assemblywoman Mary Beth Walsh, the whole Glenville town board, and the town supervisor, 
Chris Katzley. Another Glenvillian who stopped by was longtime Assemblyman and now State Senator Jim Tedisco, who lives in Glenville. Oh yes, Congressman Tonko, Assemblywoman Walsh, and State Senator Tedisco all brought proclamations congratulating local volunteers for restoring the building. State Senator Jim Tedisco is here at the Greens Corner School. Now you asked if I went here, so let me turn the tape. You didn't go here. I didn't go here. I've got to check with Senator Farley. I don't think he did either. But uh, it's wonderful to keep at least one of your one-room schoolhouses. And uh, the Rotaries, the Scotia, the Glenville Rotary have done a tremendous job. I'm all, I was just over here talking to a- Adrian Karras, who in 1972 uh, told the supervisor here, who was Supervisor Nichols in Glenville, every community should keep at least one one-room schoolhouse. And she said he agreed to do that. And in four years, they reinvented the school and and, uh, maintained it and put it up to snuff, and they opened it up again. And she said for 27 years, uh, Adrian uh, did tours in this one-room schoolhouse. And I was just over here, and they had found a list. And on that list was all the penalties that the young kids would get for for, uh, things they did wrong in the school. And uh, guess what the one was? that they got the most swips on their uh, behinds for. I can't imagine. Being mean to the girls. So uh, they got 10 swips on their behind for being mean to the girls. And guess what the second one was? Being mean to the boys? No, drinking alcohol around the school. They got eight for that. And I said, uh, maybe we should have that rule out at the Capitol for the legislators <laughs> for being mean to the women and uh, drinking alcohol over there. I understand a lot of that's going on. Well, I've seen it in the past. I don't know much about it. But uh, this is a great effort by a lot of volunteers, and of course, we're proud to have it in the 49th Senatorial District. You're listening to the Historian's Podcast with Bob Cudmore. Glenville Supervisor Chris Ketsley is uh, here. What's the town's role in the Green Corner School? Well, it's a town building. It's a town facility, and so we're the ones that are really responsible for the upkeep and for preserving the history of the Green Corner School. And uh, working with Rotary and volunteers, we're just so proud we're able to open this today and uh, begin to celebrate the town's history again. What are your uh, plans for this? Uh, I mean, what do you think will happen here? Well, we're um, hopeful that we're going to open up to uh, uh, public tours very shortly. Uh, We welcome bus tours in from schools and uh, just, again, have it as a resource for residents to come and visit and learn about the history of our town. Uh, it's a very historic building dating back to 1823, and so we think it's uh, something that the folks of uh, the town and surrounding areas would want to come and visit. Wikipedia reports that many countries had one-room schools in addition to the United States, countries including Canada. The main character in Lucy Maud Montgomery's Anne of Green Gables stories, set on Prince Edward Island in Canada, attended a rural school. Teachers in American one-room rural schools were often former students themselves. Their role is described by a student from Kentucky in the 1940s. The teachers that taught in the one-room rural schools were very special people. During the winter months, they'd get to the school early to get a fire started in the potbelly stove, so the building would be warm for the students. On many occasions, they prepared a hot noon meal— on top of the stove, usually soup or stew of some kind. They took care of their students like a new mother hen would care for her newly hatched chicks, always looking out for their health and welfare. 
The older students were given the responsibility of bringing in water, carrying in coal or wood for the stove. The younger students would be given responsibilities according to their size and gender, such as cleaning the blackboard, taking the erasers out for dusting, plus other duties they were capable of doing. The Greens Corner School was one of a cluster of one-room schools attached to the Amsterdam City School District. According to Amsterdam, New York historian Hugh Donlan, these schools also included Swart Hill, Crane's Hollow, Manny's Corners, Harrower's, Hammondtown, Yankee Hill, Belden's Corners, Klein, Bull's Head, Minaville, Snook's Corners, Denise School, Gray District, and Scotch Bush. Some of these one-roomers, such as Swart Hill, where my Segan cousins, John, Betty, Margaret, and Barbara, were educated, were used as late as the 1960s. The Greens Corners one-room school was reportedly built in 1825 and closed in the 1930s or 1940s. In the 1970s, Adrian Karras led the effort to convince then-Glenville Town Supervisor Doug Nichols to have the town acquire the structure from the building's owners for the nominal sum of $1. In conjunction with America's 1976 bicentennial, Scotia Rotarians then renovated the one-room school, and Adrian Karras organized a corps of volunteers who gave weekend tours at the building at Green's Corners in Glenville. We're with Adrian Karras here at the Green's Corner School. You had a, a, I was talking to Senator Tedisco, and you had a special role in the kind of the preservation of this building. What did you do? Yes, well, I'm the one who went to the town board in 1972 and asked them to preserve the school to, and asked them to take it over. So then they they bought the land for a dollar. <laughs> and, and then they took I it over? arranged to have it sold to the school, sold to the town. So you did tours of this place, is that so? Or? I, I used to be the guide, yes. And I also had a list of people who would come and be a guide each weekend. We were open from sat on Saturday and Sunday afternoons. And... Uh, I always had to have somebody here to cover for whoever dropped in to tell them about the school. What, what did you tell them? What were some of the things you told them about the school? Oh, I told them about the number of kids that, were, that came to the school. And when it closed, uh, there were only eight children when it closed. And, uh, and what the kids did... Uh, for punishment, what they were punished, uh, they were paddled on the back side, out in the back, and uh, one time, one teacher even locked up one of the kids in the cabinet under the bookcase for punishment, things like that. Well, what, uh, my uh, cousins went to the Sword Hill School. Uh, and you know, when one room school, and it, what my, one of my cousins was has told me is, it was so interesting. I don't know what it was, but it was different 
to have all this whole group of ages, you know, from kindergarten to high school in, in this building. Yes, and I told him about the ink wells in the desk. The teacher would make her own ink. And wouldn't the boys sometimes stick the girls' pigtails in the inkwell? Yes, and uh, one lady who came to this school, she said it was very hard to remove that ink from the girls' dresses because uh, it was uh, waterproof. And they, uh, the mothers had an awful job getting that ink off their dresses. But you didn't go to a one-room school yourself. No. A friend of mine brought me out here to, to look at one-room schools, and that's how we found it. The door was open, and uh, there were some old books left here, and that's, I thought that this school was so beautiful, it should be kept. And so I started asking the County Historical Society if they could preserve it, and, and uh, then I saw an article in the magazine written by a school teacher who said that every town should keep one of these one-room schools. And so that's how come I went to the town board and I quoted that article to Doug Nickel, who was the supervisor, and, and I asked if the town would buy it and keep it. So he said yes. And so I arranged with the owners for, for the school to be sold to the town for a dollar. And I, I was there when they signed the deed. The owners were happy to have the school preserved. We'll continue with our story about West Glenville's Greens Corners One Room School on Potter Road in a moment. This is Bob Cudmore. We hope you're enjoying this edition of the Historian's Podcast. The podcast depends on your donations to keep going. We welcome donations online at our GoFundMe site, gofundme.com forward slash historians2017. If you'd rather donate by mail, make out a check to me, Bob Cutmore, and send to 125 Horseman Drive, Scotia, New York, 12302. That's 125 Horseman Drive, Scotia, New York, 12302. Thank you very much. When Anne Farina attended West Glenville's Greens Corner School on Potter Road in the 1920s, she was known by her maiden name, Anna May Belfance. She attended the recent open house at the newly renovated school building. Uh, we're at the Greens Corner School, and we're talking with one of the people who used to go to school here. What, what is your name? At that time, it was Anna May Belfance. Anna Mae Belfast. That was Anna Perina. Okay, and uh, yes, and you have a famous grandson or great-grandson, Peter? Oh, yes. Italy Mondo? Yes. yes. But tell us about um, coming here. I mean, how far did you walk to come to school? About a mile. Really? In, in the rain and the wind and snow? Yeah. yeah. Uphill both ways? Sometimes we got a ride. Oh, did you? Now, I heard Senator Tedisco talking about how the, the, you got the most um, sw swatches or whatever you call it with the 
the uh, rod for being mean to the girls. D had you ever heard that? They were all good to us. Ah, they were. <laughs> what was it like? I mean, how many kids were in the building at any one time? Around 28, 30. There was always a good, all eight grades, mm -hmm. one teacher. Who was your favorite teacher? Mrs. Burdick. Why did you like her? Because she encouraged me to go on to school. Did she? And was she, did they allow the teachers to marry? I thought years ago they didn't. Oh, yeah, I had the, they, we had. To, they were but she good. was an older woman. She, I think she was a widow. I'm not sure. I don't remember back. Hmm. When you went here, did um, any kind of, I don't know what, was there ever a fire in the school or mm -hmm. any kind of thing like that? My brother was janitor. He used to come up and open the school up, build a fire in the middle of the stove was right about where my son is standing. Is that right? Yeah. And we have one, just one stove, and that was it. So when you got here in the morning, what was the first thing you did? Salute the flag mm -hmm. and say, God bless America. Really? Yeah. And then how did it work with all those different ages in the school? How did that well, work? The eighth grade always to the back. The young kids were up in the front, and then, the, like, if we needed help, they'd send us back because we only had one teacher, and she taught every subject in mm -hmm. all eight grades. And, and how, you probably told me this already, but how many students are in, this, in the school usually? About 28, 26. And all different ages. Oh, yes. And the teacher could keep good order there? I, I used to teach myself. It was kind of well, hard. <laughs> well, the older ones used to help out a lot. Really? Yeah. Did you you have a uh, anybody who was always like the class clown or would sort of act up or do funny things? Yeah, well, I think everybody did think funny things once in a while. What did you do with your coats when you brought them? Right over here, there was a hallway closed in, and we had to hang our clothes there when we come in. Mm. I mean, it truly is one room now. Are you saying it really had like a little other rooms in it? You walked in, it was like a little hall, and then our clothes were all hung on both sides. The girls on one side, boys on the other. Really? And how did And inside of that was a bench with a water pail. We all drank out of the same dipper. We went and got water in a pail. <laughs> really? <laughs> and you didn't get sick, probably. No. Um, the um, student... Uh, when do you always sit in the same place? No, no. no. How did that it work? Changes around. Really? Well, if you were talking to somebody, then you got punished. You went in another cedar. When my cousins went to the Swart Hill School, and if I recall, they told me that another one-room school that when let's say the teacher wanted to talk to the older kids, then the younger children had other things to do. I mean, how did she handle that? I don't know. They did. We just did what we had to do. And like, say we're having problems in the low grade, we'd have a little problem or something with arithmetic. She'd send us back to the eighth graders to help her. They used to help out a lot. And you went here all eight grades? Mm -hmm. Then where'd you go to school? Amsterdam High School. Really? Yeah, again, so did my cousins. They went to Amsterdam yeah, High. I went to Royal Beauty Academy, and I went to Amsterdam Dancing School. Oh, did I you? Taught dancing. Really? That Ball was your dancing. That was your career? Yeah. Yeah. You want to do a little waltz now? Yes, I <laughs> want to know something? Two weeks ago at my party, we danced. For my 100th birthday, we were dancing. Oh, Where's my son? There he is. Yeah, he danced. Believe it. Okay. Well, thank you very much. Although maybe the audience here had a, would have a question for. 
Anyway. In the back of the room, there's the initials SVD on the wall. Do you know what that stands for? SVD is uh, carved on the wall. Is that it? SVD. Do you know ever? Do you know who that is? No. Mm -hmm. Over here was our library. We had a it was a cupboard with all your library books in it. Really? We had a lot in this little school. I bet you. Yeah, I mean it's such a small room, really. With and the double seats. I think they shrunk it down a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> when they put the new backup, I think they did. <laughs> and the bathrooms were outside, his and hers. Oh, that's true. The bathrooms were outside, weren't they? Yeah. So you raised your hand and asked to go. If you had to go. D did some go and not come back? I mean, it seemed to me that'd be a way to break Well, we were pretty good. They were pretty good. They played ball out here. The boat that they had the weightlifting. The boys used to yeah, do one of the poles right back. We had, there was a building, a little building, building there. There's. Did story. did I'm sorry. Did you have like a recess every day? Yes. And what did you do at recess? Sit and talk with the girls, I guess. Well, we had games to play. Did you dance? Not then, but no. I've done plenty since. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Anybody else? Was there electricity when you were here? Was there electricity when you were here? No. Yeah. So how did you have light, or what was the light in? Well, we were only there from nine till three, four. So you didn't really need that. Yeah. We were in and out. But no laptops. <laughs> no. 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 Nothing like that. Okay. Anybody? Anyone else? Yes. When did the school year typically end? Is, was the school year pretty much uh, as it is now, or did it uh, did it end a little sooner? And in, in September, when did you come back to school? How, what was the school year? Did you, what, from, you? We left in the same as any other school from June till September. You had that off. Mm -hmm. Okay. Were there more students here who came from farms? They were all from farms. You too. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. In fact, my father donated the right across the street that built a lot. My father donated it to school so the kids could continue playing ball. They had a ballpark, baseball, football. Oh yeah. There's a Belfance Road, isn't there? Is that... They're now related. Oh darn. It's right over across. Yeah, but they're not related. Not related. Okay. There's a lot of Belfast, but they were, those are not that I know of. Okay. Hey, well, anything else you'd like to tell the group here? They're all listening to you now. Stay in school and get your education. Yeah. <laughs> Very important. And I know they're all through with it, but. What road did she grow up on? What road did you grow up on? Or where did you, what road did you live on? Tarina Road. Oh, Teruna. Yeah. Well, that's where my cousins right live. Right here, this land has belonged to us right here. Oh, is that right? Huh. And that farm, and our house is burned down now. Yeah, but my cousins lived on Teruna, and they went to Swart Hill School. Well, they lived on the other end. The other end of it. We're yeah. up on this end. Anne Belfance Farina, who now lives with her son and his family in Fultonville, celebrated her 100th birthday this year. She danced with her son Frank at her birthday celebration. It was all over Facebook. There's a great Facebook picture of her and Frank dancing. Anne Belfance Farina's grandson, by the way, is a man named Peter Farina, who's known for operating an Italian tour and genealogical research company called Italy Mondo. 
Four years ago, the Rotary Clubs of Scotia and Glenville began the latest major restoration of the Greens Corners one-room school. The town of Glenville is going to reopen the building as a museum. The town still has the teacher's desk and some student desks. The Scotia and Glenville Rotary Clubs are raising funds for the project by selling engraved brick pavers, which will be incorporated into the front entranceway of the school museum. To find out how to donate, send an email to Rotarian Bruce McConnelly at barrelbackbuilders at gmail.com. That's barrelbackbuilders at gmail.com or Rotarian Mary Birch Mascheron at m at nycourts.gov, m at nycourts.gov. You've been listening to the Historian's Podcast. I'm Bob Cudmore.